Travis Connerfield, 2016 Olympic gold medalist for BMX racing and current national champion. And I choose fly racing because the quality gets better year after year after year. Been a fly guy for almost my entire life. First time I wore fly was in 2004. And uh, it's come such a long way since then. And every single year it comes out, it continues to get better. Quality gets better. Looks get better. And I just I love it. What's up? It's Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show, and we're midway through 2020. The Nationals are about to happen, hopefully, and uh, it's Chris Kiefer's favorite time of the year. The new fly gear for 2021 is soon to be revealed to the world, and I'm sure they're once again they're going to blow everybody's minds. I've got Jason Thomas from Fly Racing on the line. What's up, Jason? JT? Not too much. Not too much. Been uh, I've gone over this thing a few times now as we roll up to this July 31st release so i could probably do this in my sleep but um the great thing is i'm actually excited about it and i really like the line this year so makes it a little easier there are some really like last year you guys kind of blew the top off everything with the formula helmet uh innovating every year uh this year there's a couple things that i feel like are right up there with that uh i'm first of all i'm honored that you gave me the opportunity to do this and see it a little ahead of time um i'm pretty stoked on it i'm sure i'm gonna go broke this year with my orders um but let's get right into it so the formula helmet is back that is the marquee helmet for fly racing millions of dollars spent on this thing um anything new with the the fly the main the, the mainstay fly helmet um i know there's some really cool colorways there's the carbon uh, axon i think it's called and uh, you know talk about the fly helmet this year anything changed yeah so obviously last year was you know, it was all about the formula. And, you know, we still have television commercials going on for it. And really what happens is the story is still being told. And yeah. I, I really find that out when we, we go to these ride days, which I know you've been a part of, and we go, you know, to all these Supercross races, which unfortunately we haven't had fans at the last few. But we get to engage with all these customers. And you, you speak to so many people that really don't know what it's all about. You know, maybe they saw the commercial Maybe they know they saw an ad somewhere, but they really don't understand the technology or the protection yet. So we've really just been trying to continue to teach people and educate them on how we can keep them safer and what we're trying to accomplish with this technology. Uh, so for 2021, we're still carrying on with that technology. And then uh, the item that you'll get into next is kind of the next step of where we're, we're kind of translating that technology more into our line. Yeah, that's and I have a lot. I have a lot of friends that are going to be really excited about the next uh, product we talk about. But I want to stay on the formula for just a moment. Uh, tons of third-party testing done for this thing uh, over the last few years before it came out. Anybody that wants the information, formula.flyracing.com. It's up there. Uh, you know, there's testing with other helmets. You you guys bought a ton, what hundreds? I think of all the major helmets and tested. Uh, yeah, six, sixty, sixty helmets. Sixty. Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, six, 10 brands, and then you had to have uh, six helmets uh, of each brand. So 60 of the, the highest-costing helmets out there. So and, and you know they're all getting destroyed. That's the, the <laughs> yeah. worst part of it is you buy yeah. all these beautiful helmets. And even though they're competitors, you know they're just going to get you know the shit beat out of them by these uh, testing devices. Kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Like when you see on TV <laughs> like a really fancy – somebody like they roll a Corvette or something. I'm like, you know, I, I would have – I could have had – you could have just given that to me. Uh, yeah, yep. that's tough. But yeah, this thing, uh, retail, I believe is six forty nine ninety five. So it's at the higher end of helmets. Uh, but you know, we all know you get what you pay for the thing weighs what 2.8 pounds. 
Uh, the Axon yep. comes in eight colorways, and then you have the Vector line, which comes in, uh, what, four? Uh, yeah, plus uh, you have your uh, solids as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then this year, I think this is new, is the youth model? No, we had the youth model before. Okay. And uh, so how we do it, we, we have a youth large, but then we also offer uh, separate kits, which have liner and cheek pads to size down to okay. a youth medium and a youth small. You could, you could fit literally a three-year-old in a formula with the optional uh Use smaller, use medium kit. Oh, that's rad. Okay, so that that retails at five ninety nine ninety nine, uh, still at the higher end. But again, if you're out there racing motocross and you're doing supercross futures, I mean, you want the best protection. Um, but here's where things change a little bit. So this year, once again, big steps forward. You have the Formula CC uh, primary with the Rayon technology, and this is a I, I don't know if I would say mid level, but I guess it, would it be considered a mid level helmet uh, pricing wise? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of been a no-man's land as far as pricing. Um, there, there's become this four to $500 range, and there's a few competitors in there. But generally what happens is you have a lot of customers that they believe in the technology. Um, they really want to get into a formula, but for financial reasons, or that's usually the, the biggest concern, they just can't make that jump to $650 or $600 for, for their child. So... What we've been able to do, and, and we didn't reinvent the wheel. This is, uh, you know, other, other brands have done this in the past, but we, we're introducing that technology into a carbon composite version. Mm-hmm. So basically you get all of the great technology. You get the same protection. You get all of the upside. You just are able to bring the cost down a little bit by using carbon composite versus using full carbon. Um, you, you're only 50 grams heavier. So instead of 2.79 pounds, now you're 2.9 pounds. So you're still the third widest uh, market in the on the USA market anyway that has to pass DOT, which the formula is number one, and then the uh, the formula CC is now number three. And, and somebody's going to listen to this and say, oh, what about the IRO? Well, IRO doesn't really fit factorings. It's not so much on the USA market. It's, it's not DOT in most cases, so I don't technically count that. Um, but for all the, the premium level helmets out there, the formula is the widest, and now the CC is number three. So... It's a really great option for that that parent that wants their child to be protected. They can get that youth helmet for three ninety nine ninety five, which is much more uh, easily swallowed than that six hundred dollar number. Um, and hopefully, we're going to be able to introduce it to some people that were just priced out before. And you're not sacrificing anything on protect on protection. Okay, maybe it's not the full carbon look that you know everybody loves, but safety-wise, you're still getting all the benefits there. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I'm, I am I think the carbon ones look cool, but I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't care about that necessarily as much as uh, the, the protection is, is what it has the Rayon system in it, which, you know, is revolutionary. And it, the, the CC retails for $449.95, so I think that's, that's a really great price point for a super safe helmet, six colorways, including the Rockstar Edition. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be huge for you guys this year for those people that just like you, we talked about struggled with, you know, dropping $600 on a helmet or, you know, or 650 on a helmet that that's not easy for most people. So I think this is going to be a huge seller. Yeah. And that's really the goal. And you're going to continue to see this pattern from us is we want to introduce Rion into more products and it doesn't have to be helmets, right? We want to use the technology because when it, it at its core, 
Rheon is used to absorb energy. Yep. That's its base use. And when it was when it was first developed, it was developed for military applications to absorb energy from bullets and bombs. So it's really applicable to lots of uses. So when you think about protection or all kinds of different things, that's really what we're working towards. Unfortunately, you can't do, you know, 15 projects at once. That's yeah. just not how it works. It's sure. just too expensive to tool everything up at once. But we're, we're rolling these things out as fast as we can. You're going to see more and more of that as, you know, we end this year and go into next year. But this Formula CC is definitely the next step. And hopefully it's a more affordable option for people that are actually looking for pure protection. That's, that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. And one thing I want to mention for anybody that listens to this, you go to your local dealer and want to see these products. The Fly catalog is, is first of all, it's a beautiful catalog. It's amazing. But there's this really great uh, feature at the back of the thing at the end, which is the fit guide, which gives you all these breakdowns of how every product fits, uh, whether it be helmets, gloves. There's a there's a hand chart where you can put your hand up and see what fits perfectly. Uh, that's, that's a really cool option you guys came up with years ago. I was actually listening to an older episode of Pulp from 2016. We're doing a classic wrap-up on, and Kiefer mentioned it right when the 17 stuff was about to come out. And you said, yeah, that's been in there for a while already. So you guys have been doing that for a while, but it's a great feature. Well, you know, we have we have so many dealers, right? Fly Racing being in a, you know owned by Western Power Sports, we have so much exposure to so many customers and so many dealers. And obviously for newer people that are being exposed to the sport or, you know, maybe they just ride ATVs or whatever, our brand has grown so much. We have a lot of new customers. And for them, that's a, a very common question is, okay, what size am I? You know, for a glove, if they look at it and they're like, I don't know if I'm a medium or a large, or I don't know what you're basing your size charts off of. Um, so having those tools in the back of the catalog makes things really easy. And it also, for the dealer, it's like, hey, just keep the catalog on the counter because you're going to be able to easily size people right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a lot of great uses for it, but there are just so many people that have no idea what size their child's head is for a helmet, right? If you're, it's your first time getting into BMX or a moto or whatever, they just have no clue. They yeah. don't even know where to begin as far as the size chart, so it's, uh, it's pretty valuable that way. Yeah, you know, and if somebody is ordering these from one of the online retailers, it's you really don't want to spend $650 on a formula and then wait a couple of days for it to get there and be like, oh, it's the wrong size. Now i got to send it back and do another one. So there's there are some really – this helps out a ton. And honestly, like the formula fit a little different than, you know, what I used to wear, which I, I wore a rye for years and I wore a medium and mm-hmm. I moved up to a large with the, the formula. So I was very thankful that you guys were at the Supercross races and, you know, guys like Craig Martin and Skippy were able to help me out and get me fitted so that when I did order one, I knew what I needed. So, yeah, great, uh, great, great product, great, um, you know, options with that catalog. And next up is the uh, the Kinetic line of the helmet, which comes in, uh, what, two models, the Straight Edge and the Thrive. And, again, a, a really great p- price point on these. Uh, who, who do you see using these the most? Uh, what are the sales like? Because I would assume this is a re- probably one of your better sellers. Yeah, it's obviously more steered, you know, towards volume, and this isn't necessarily what we would consider a race helmet. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't put our athletes in it. We don't offer it to our rider support or amateur support or anything like that. This is much more towards you know the the rider or family that just wants to go riding on the weekend, or they want to go they ha- they have a helmet law in their state for their side by side. 
they have a TTR-125 that they ride in the backyard. Yeah. Um, it is much more of a recreational helmet. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's still DOT, and we still stand behind it. It's just we don't want to send the wrong message. You know, this isn't yeah. the helmet that we're, we're going to ask Zach Osborne to wear. Uh, <laughs> right. It's very price conscious. You know, it's one hundred nine ninety five for adult and $99.95 for for children, and that's really who it's steered, it's steered towards is the customer that's coming in, and they, they know that they need to wear a helmet, but they are not trying to break the bank either. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in our industry, or, or not necessarily in our industry, but just, just recreational power sports customers that you can tell them and, and inform them and educate them on everything to do with helmet safety. Unfortunately, they only have a little over $100 to spend, and that's what they're going to spend no matter what. Um, so, so we really have to keep that in mind, build the best and, and most protective piece we can for the, for the money and then make it look great too. So when it's sitting on the shelf, they actually feel like they, they look cool and they're out there, uh, out there riding around. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. This is a great looking helmet. And I've been that guy, you know, in the past that, you know, you, I didn't have a lot of money to spend any extra money and, and this helmet probably 10 years ago might've been right up my alley because that had been right at my price point and it looks I mean, it looks cool, right? It's not like a, a silly-looking helmet. It's got awesome body lines, really cool colors. Uh, I think it's 12 colors, including the Rockstar Edition. So how does that? How does the Rockstar line sell for you? It does pretty well. You know, it's, it's always going to be a little bit more difficult because you're kind of narrowing down your customer base a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone who's a fan of energy drinks, and, you ha- and then on top of that, they have to be a fan of Rockstar specifically, right? So... <laughs> we know going in that it's, it's not going to appeal to as many people. And we are partners with, you know, Rockstar Husqvarna. So we want to do everything we can to support that. But at the same time, we buy it appropriately. We know it's just going to be a little bit smaller of a market than, say, a uh, an all-black helmet, which appeals to literally everyone. Um, so yeah. we, we know what we're getting into long before we have to buy them. Okay. Um, all right, next up is the uh, the Trekker Quantum this is, I guess, is a more of an off-road helmet. It has a face shield. I know very little about off-road, but this comes in, uh, you know, price points one hundred fifty-nine ninety-five. Weighs what almost four pounds. It's a little heavier, but is you know, is this also like uh, dual sport? Guys would wear this on the road, I would assume. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really steered towards that adventure touring rider, which that industry's grown a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as far, when you start adding shields and all these things in there, yeah, your weight's going to go up a little bit accordingly, which is just unavoidable. Um, but it really does have a nice little place uh, in dealerships because there are so many people that do want an, uh, a helmet for adventure touring, and they can jump on-road or off-road. And, the, you know, the visor's removable, the shield, they can put goggles underneath the shield if they want to lift the shield completely and then go off-roading. Uh, so it is a nice crossover piece that uh, that works for a lot of dealers, and it's it's not one that we really market a lot, right? You know, because we don't use it in a racing application. But for true consumers, we sell a lot more of them than you might think. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it, and again, I just I love the way all the fly helmets look. Like they're they're kind of I don't know how to describe it. The body lines are just sexy. I don't know. I just think they're they're really cool. How does this thing vent? Is would it be like if somebody was up north in the cold weather? Does it work really well in heat and cold weather, or, you know, where would it function best? Yeah, so it has, uh, the vents are on a slide, so you can close them or open them, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you are riding in, 
you know, October in Michigan, and because the weather, the weather can vary pretty widely, as we saw at yeah. Nations there a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, so the vents are on a slide, so you can open them or close them if you get into, you know, you're riding in the morning and it's cool, close them up. It warms up later in the day, you can open them up. So it, uh, so it has some versatility there. Awesome, and it comes in eight colorways. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, eyewear. So last year you guys upped your game on the goggle situation with the Zone Pro and the Zone Lines. Uh, I think last year with each line there was two price points, if I'm not mistaken, depending on what lenses you got or some options. I believe you got uh, kind of uh, narrowed down to one price point for the Zone Pro, which is $64.95, and the Zone Goggle, which is $39.95. The Zone Pro comes with the outriggers, the nose guard. All your lines of goggles seem to be compatible with the nose guards, uh, but really a big step for you guys. Yeah, we uh, we took a pretty big step forward with the goggle again for this year, and it's it's been a category where we've had a lot of meetings about because there was some indecision on how we wanted to approach this. And we knew long-term we wanted to get serious about marketing goggles and building high-quality, premium-level products, as well as offering a mid-level and an entry-level, too, which we do. Yeah, the focus. But for Yeah, for 2021, we really took a big step forward with the Zone Pro, and we're, you're going to see us get much more involved in the coming seasons with race teams and advertising. And it's finally time. And the last step of that process was what we call a, well, we don't call it, it's what technically is called a thermoform foam. And if you pick up any competitive premium level goggle, they all pretty much have this. And what it is, it's it's, uh, a tapering in the foam. And if you buy a cheap goggle, it's just a flat piece of foam that just kind of sits on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thermoform foam takes it to the next level, and it's tapered to form fit your face. So around the sides of just on the outside of your eyes where it sits on your face and then on the nose area uh, are the two big contact points. There's a there's a uh, tapering in the foam that allows it to really form fit to your face. And in the beginning, when this was a we kind of proposed this, I was like, I don't know, like that's because it's really expensive to do. And I was like, I don't think that's really the cost benefits there. Mm-hmm. And then we sampled some, and we tried them, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's worth ha- it." Yeah, we have to, we have to do this. Yeah, um, just because the the difference in fit when you try them back to back is undeniable. Like you just really can't avoid it if you're going to try to take yourself seriously in the goggle game, and you're going to compete with all of the serious players in the goggle world. To not do it, you would be going in with your hands tied behind your back. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you mentioned uh, some of the costs. We um, consolidated a little bit as far as our pricing, just to make it a little bit less confusing. Um, and then obviously we updated all the graphics and colorways for for 2021. But really, the 2021 is going to be kind of a coming out party for uh, for fly racing in the goggle world because it's always been a little bit of a hidden secret. Like our, our sales have really been much higher than what people would think because we haven't put them in advertising. We haven't done really much of anything to let the world know that we make goggles. Yeah. That's, that's all about to change. And yeah, you maybe not through this outdoor season, you won't see much, but you know, Supercross 21 and then all the advertisements over the next few months, you're going to be like, Oh man, I have I hadn't noticed that before, uh, but it, it's finally time. And the last piece of that was just getting the product, to a place where we were 100% confident and we could compare it to whatever's on the market and say, yeah, we're, 
we're there. Like we're ready to go to battle and put the best athletes in the world in our product. And we know it's, it's ready for that level. Yeah. That, that I was wondering about that, you know, the, with Supercross and getting them on some of the riders and stuff. Cause we, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen that yet from the fly goggles. Um, and they look amazing. I've actually, I, I don't know that I, I've never worn a pair yet. You, you know, I rep for a, another company, um, yeah. that does yep. goggles and, and, Something I like that you guys are doing, at least this year, I don't know about last year, but the Zone Pro, which is the higher end, the 64-95, it comes with an extra, it comes with a you know, mirrored lens and then also an additional clear lens. And I think that's big for a lot of people because as I go to tracks and sell what I sell, um, people always want, well, what, you know, I need clear lens because, you know, for night or whatever. And do you have these? And when you get both in a package, I think people really, they, they're kind of astounded. Like, oh, wow, it comes with an extra extra lens and it just feels like you're getting a bonus product, you know, and that's a great price point. I mean, when you look at some of the high-end goggles that are double that, and to me, they're not that, like, there's not enough there to be double the price. I think sixty four ninety five for a premium goggle is perfect. Yeah, we're, we always try to, you know, give people more for their money. That's, yeah. that's been a, a mantra that I don't, as long as I'm around, will never go away. Uh, so yeah, you know, they're, I, I think for some of the brands we're competing against, they are goggle specific brands and mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to put this platform piece out there at this <laughs> ultra high price. Um, and they are very, very good products. Don't get me wrong, Sure. but I truly believe that you can offer a product that's very competitive with it, uh, for a much more affordable price. And that's kind of the, the angle we're going for. Um, yeah. and, and it, we also understand that we need to spread the word and have people try this goggle for us to go in and say, okay, yeah, let's set the retail at 120 bucks <laughs> be without hard. the pedigree behind it for people really being willing to accept that would be, I don't think that would be the smartest move. And, and you look at even, even, in, you know, the brand that um, is probably the most prominent right now. And it's a, a triple digit number. Um, even for them, they just in the past year launched a premium piece that is more expensive. Before that, their more their most expensive goggle was seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah. So even for them, and they sponsor everybody, right? They have all the <laughs> top riders, and they win titles and do all that stuff. Even for them, they understood that hey, let's offer some value and let's not go into this over a hundred dollar price point without building the foundation for it. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're on that path and. Uh, the future for us and eyewear is pretty bright. Yeah, well, I got two more questions on this product. Uh, they say it says it has a quick change replacement lens. Is that like how does that work? I mean, because I, I have never uh, dealt with a lens that I can get in quickly, so yep. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Yeah, like Steve is. Everybody's everybody's system's a little different. Um, it, it's more because you have uh, like the outrigger system, and and with the way goggles are now, you. And if you've ever put goggles lens in in the past, you're just battling with the little tabs, and it's just like this impossible thing to do. And sure I remember like being it. a kid, just like, I can't get these lens in, and I would be doing it for like an hour yep. trying to do my goggles. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just goggles have come a long way since then. And the best way I can tell you is just give it a shot now. Try to switch a lens in and out. And um, it's not just us. Most of the industry has kind of fixed that problem, and they just innovated um, so when that quick change term is really generic, okay, uh, and everybody's system's a little different, it just speaks to the ease of getting them in and out versus what people would remember from ten years ago, where it was 
you know, you had needed an act of Congress to switch your dog. Yep. yep. I, I'm with you hundred percent. Um, okay. We're, we're going to get into some gear lines now. Um, my first question though, is all these, all the different lines of gear have different, uh, design patterns. How do you design, how do you guys decide, uh, light gets this design and evolution gets this design? Like who, how does that work? Cause sometimes, you know, I have my favorite line of gear, but maybe I like the uh, the way the, the design pattern is on another line of gear, and then I'm kind of torn. Yeah, so basically our process is we start with uh, a whole gamut of graphics. And I, I believe for the 2021 line, and this is going back to over a year ago, uh, no, this would have been two years ago, um, we first got all the graphics and there was there were 81 options. Mm. This was some yeah, this was summer 2 years ago. And uh, so we get presented with this 81 option PDF and you're just overwhelmed with options and then you just start narrowing and okay. we all got the PDF and you you all get together in this room after you make your notes on all these ones and and for me there are I'm going to say somewhere like 50 to 60 that I just immediately were like, no, no, no. You know, it's just like too far out there, not going to appeal to enough people. You know, it's just, I don't like it straight away. Right. So you're just like immediately just chopping a bunch off. Right. Okay. And, and that's, you try to get down to, I, I wanted to get down to 20 for this meeting. And I did, I think I was at 21 when I entered the meeting. I'm like, okay, these are 21 possible candidates that I think we can move forward on or we can start narrowing because you want to end up with eight. Eight was the magic number where we needed to end up with. And once you get down, you start getting lower and lower and lower and you have some really strong candidates that you start getting into some, I don't want to say arguments, but right. some heated debates because people don't want to cut certain ones. Sure. And other people are like, where are you going to put that? Like that doesn't appeal to enough people. It's too niche. It, it is too polarizing and polarizing in a big line that is very dependent on volume is a bad thing because people love it. Great. That's one side of being polarized, but on the other side, people hate it. And that's really bad when you need, you need volume and sales, right? So if you're, if you're doing an LE type gear, polarizing is okay because you have a very limited quantity and you can get enough of the people that love it to make up the difference. But if you have a main line, like a Kinetic or an F-16 line, and a, a big number of people hate it, that's a really, really dangerous place to be. Um, so basically, in, in its most pure form, you're trying to narrow down, narrow down, narrow down, and then you get to your final eight, and then you, then you start looking at, okay, well, where does this make the most sense? Where... Like for F-16, and I know that's kind of the last one we'll get there, but for F-16, that's our entry-level gear. We we really steer that around the OEM because that's okay. our entry-level stuff, and a lot of those customers don't race. They don't care about racing. They just ride. Like they just go trail riding or they go ride in their yard or whatever. But they bought a XR-100, you know, and they need some red gear to go riding with. So – you really have to think about your customer in each lineup. And for your premium stuff like Evo, you want to build something that's really fashion forward, that really appeals to the style conscious person and make sure it's really on trend with both performance, you know, the construction of it and the graphics. 
to make sure you line up those needs with that certain customer. Right. And, you know, that the white gear is, is very high performance, and we'll talk about that too, but just graphically, we know we're going to use that gear for Supercross a ton. That's what all the guys want to wear, stretch materials and all those things. You have to really make it really stand out and make it fashion forward and make sure that if you're putting that on TV that you love it and that you're prepared to see that graphic on TV every single weekend for that whole season because that's what's going to happen. That's what you're applying it to. That's the graphic you're putting it on is the gear that's going to get marketed over and over and over. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a process to it, and it's a really long process Sounds and like a it. lot of arguments. Yeah, a lot of arguments. And, um, you know, we work well together, but there are definitely disagreements, and not everybody gets their way. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of compromise in the end. And, you know, sometimes you don't love where you end up on a certain line, but maybe you had to give on that one to get your way on one that you felt more strongly about. Yeah, yeah, um, makes yeah. sense. The um, biggest thing I, I want to leave the line with each year graphically is I don't want to hate anything. It, as long as I don't hate it, I feel like that's good enough for me. Win. Because there have been years, yeah, there have been years, 2017, there were aspects of the 2017 line that I absolutely hated. Ah. And it's safe for me to say that now because it's <laughs> right. gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's long gone. Yeah. But going into that launch, I didn't like it. I really disliked several items in that line but in the process back then and you're talking about going back to like 2015 when we would have been building that line we sales team didn't have a lot of say sales or marketing didn't have any say the line was developed by the design team and then handed off mm. to the sales team well the, the 2017 line didn't do all that well and all the sales team well there were several aspects of it we didn't like and that was a big turning point for us was like they always push back or like, we're the design guys. We'll give it to you. You go sell it. That's your job. And, we're, and when we had, I don't want to say a bad year, but we didn't have the growth that we expected. It gave us the momentum to push back and say, this can't work like this anymore. This has to be a team effort and sales has to be able to tell you what's working and what's not in the marketplace. Otherwise, we're, we're setting ourselves up to have down years. And then sometimes we're just going to miss because we're out in the field all the time. We're at the races. We're in dealerships. We're talking to customers. The design team, for the most part, is not, right? They're, right. they're clued into what's on trend for other industries, but not always necessarily for motocross. And uh, so it was a, a painful year, but it really <laughs> put us onto a path where we can develop the most uh, well, um, and it's trying to, well-involved line between all departments to where now we, when we roll out the line, we know exactly what we're getting. And, and if, if we hate it, that's on us. That's our fault because we right. have a chance to, uh, to change it. All right. Well, thanks for the explanation. That helps me out. Um, let's start with the, uh, the Evolution DST Durable Stretch Technology. Uh, this, this line has been a staple for over a decade. Works from Supercross to off-road. Jersey comes in at fifty nine ninety five. Pants are one ninety nine ninety five. ranging sizes 28 to 38. Uh, the BOA system has been implemented into the Evolution series along with a ratcheting cl uh, closure and zipper. Uh, is this your best-selling line? It's it's definitely the the more expensive line, um, but I, you know I just wonder how it sells because I'm a light guy personally. Yeah, it does well, but you know the the rule, the general rule for this stuff is the higher the price, the lower the volume. Makes right? sense. Just because sure. it's more expensive and. 
you know, it's like Mercedes, their most expensive car is never going to be the one they sell the most of. That's just the general rule for everything. Uh, the upside is that we have really seen a resurgence when we innovated the Evo line. So we put stretch materials back into it. We uh, changed the cut and the fit of it to make it much more modernized and make it bring a little bit more of an athletic aspect into it. And it went from a line where we were struggling to a line that we sold out of. Um, so we really did see a huge turnaround in the last two years in the, uh, in the Evo line. Yeah, I think I want to say the first set of fly gear I ever got was Evo. Uh, it would have, gosh, maybe 15 or 16. It was almost like a, a real wild camo-ish color. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think it came in a bunch of different colors. Like I had like a green and black maybe camo, and I yep. loved that look, you know. But I don't, I didn't love the way like the 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 knee area is a little bigger. I think in the Evo more for like knee brace fitment, if I'm not mistaken. And I yeah, I, it, used, it definitely used to be for sure. Yeah, that that's what I remember from that that particular set. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, I'm trying to look see if I have how many colorways that comes in, and I don't think I wrote it down. Um, yeah, maybe four, be, uh, four, four, yeah, yeah. Four. And, then, and, and then generally we do uh, an LE and Evo at some point. Or yeah, the, the I, I I tell you though the khaki black red for some reason grabs me. Like when I first saw that, it's not super like bright and poppy, but there's just something about it that I really it's like. Different, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was a pretty pretty controversial one because okay, it's different, but we don't know that it, it's one of those ones where we don't know if it's going to do really well or really poorly. You kind of taking sure. a chance with it, um, but we don't. You know, the this isn't a critical volume line, right? We we kind of manage our expectations just based on price, so we can take we can take a chance or two. And if it doesn't do exactly, you know, we need it to do, then it's it's not the end of the world. You know, the, the company's not going to go under because one color one colorway color yeah work yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, what you guys call the future of motocross and off road apparel. The the light, um, am I fair? Is it fair to say that it's not light hydrogen anymore? It's just light. Yeah, it's just light. You like those uh, catalog intros? I I write those myself, and they're oh really? They're a pain pain in my ass. But yeah, I write those. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I, I've I've stolen a couple <laughs> of them, so yeah, I like them. They help me out. So, um, well, the light jersey comes in at forty nine ninety five. The pants at one seventy ninety five. Again, twenty eight to thirty eight in size. Uh, here's the the kicker for this year. Down to 0.9 pounds, I believe. Um, yeah. And BOA system uh, only. No no, no other enclosure, no straps, no nothing. The BOA's in the front. Um, so, obviously, the BOA system has been rad in the back. Why the change? And uh, I'm sure some of your guys have been testing it to see if it works. What's been the response? Yeah, so we, we really want to stay, you know, uh, very progressive with this pant. This is the one where we we want to be on the front end of all technology in, in motocross pants, and we really felt like we did that with the light pant for 2021. And it was also the one where we had the most arguments, and <laughs> it took the most time to actually decide to do this because when you're talking about a completely zipperless entry, that's a revolutionary idea, right? But if you really think about it, it's no different than like putting on athletic shorts or gym shorts right they don't have a zipper or anything like that either right so when you're when you do that you're able to accomplish a few things you're able to take a lot of the weight out of the pants because you don't have a velcro closure and you don't have the ratcheting buckle and the zipper and all those things um and then you also just make it a lot more uh flexible because it doesn't have all those 
things that are held in place. Like all those, that zipper and that buckle and all those things make the pant very rigid around yes, the closure yeah, yeah. system. Yeah. So now you just have this BOA system with its lightweight cables that run around in a belt system, uh, and you just have freed the pan up. And I'll be honest, I, you know, I've told a few other people this, I was the one that pushed back the hardest on this pan. I, I really felt like it was too revolutionary and people wouldn't accept it. Hmm. And then the head designer, like, we kind of had a heart-to-heart, and he was so sold on this idea. He was like, listen, I'll, let's make an agreement. You go test the pants today, and we have a track at our office, which is great. You go ride in the pants today. If you don't like it, we will limit this to, like, an LE offering. And then for maybe for 2022, we'll go all in. But if you love it, we're doing it this year. And I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, that that's awesome. a reasonable compromise. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, I went out, I rode it, and I think I did five laps. And I rode my bike over to the design section of the building, went inside the design office with my gear on, and was just high-fiving people. Because oh, that's awesome. They had knocked out of the park. It was such an awesome, huge improvement. And, yeah, I just had to admit I was wrong. You know, my heart was in the right place. I yeah. wanted to make sure we did the right thing. But, yeah, I, I I was just wrong in that aspect. They they nailed it. And if, if I'm going to be wrong to protect and make sure that we make smart decisions, I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. Um, but in the end, super excited to uh, to be able to offer this new pant. Super lightweight, all new stretch materials. It's a complete rethink of the pant. You know, there's yeah, so, so many revolutionary changes uh, in one item. It's going to be it's going to be exciting to see how people receive it. So was this test session of the pant one of the rides that had you beat Travis Marks last year? <laughs> no, this was uh, this was just at the office. I didn't even have my motorcycle. Oh, okay, um, I had to go out and, and test this pant, um, but it was it was make or break, and luckily. Yeah, it's, it's a home run. And for anybody who's out there going, man, I don't know if that's going to work for me, you know, try the pan on, find a way. Obviously, I would implore you to go buy it. Yeah. But find a way to try it on, even if it's at the dealership level. I promise you, you've never worn a pant that works and has this much freedom of movement in it, because I definitely have never. And I've tried everything out there. I've tried every brand of pant on the market. And uh, there's there's simply nothing like this pan out there. Well, they like, they look amazing. I cannot. That's one of the, definitely one of the first things I'm going to order. Um, and again, five colorways, including a SE version, which is like an old school logo. Uh, it looks really cool. Black and silver. Uh, Raiders fans will definitely jump all over this thing. But it, I think that's going to do really well for you. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll do an LE at some version. You know, at some point as well. Um, but yeah, that, that SE is basically just, if you don't, for whatever reason, you don't like the main graphics and, and that's just personal preference. We give you that SE version so you can still great, get this great performance pant and Jersey, but you're not locked into a graphic that maybe it just doesn't speak to you. You still yeah. have an option to, uh, to still get a part of the, a pro- part of the product and for dealers, they can still stock it, but maybe it's just a little bit different graphic for them. Let's move on to the kinetic line. Uh, two two versions: the K one twenty one and the K two twenty one. You call this the workhorse line. It's a mid level jerseys thirty eight ninety five pants one nineteen ninety five and fits a little bit bigger size boys twenty eight to forty two on this. What's the what's the thinking behind the kinetic? So you're talking about a line that goes all the way down to an eighteen pant for the smallest of children, all the way up to 
a size 42 pant, right? So it's a really broad range. And we do that because it's a very popular line. And if you look at two different graphics, four colors in each graphic, plus mesh, plus Rockstar, that speaks to how many people love Kinetic. And so we try to accommodate all those people and give them every color graphic option that they could ever look for. And, and that also allows us to take some chances. So like in the K121, we have that mustard colorway mm-hmm. that, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, and that's okay. You know, we want to offer as many possible options and really step out from our norm a little bit because it gets really easy to just go red, blue, black, white, and be done. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you hit your, your core colors and you're done. Well, this kinetic being such a wide range, we can take some chances. And like in the mesh line, we have that, that orange and teal stuff that is pretty out there. Um, if we only had one graphic and four colors, you could never take a chance like that. So uh, Kinetic gives us that opportunity, but we're also really dependent on Kinetic to be successful because almost every dealer brings in Kinetic. And we also market it on our riders, you know, like during these summer months and we're rolling into uh, the first national in a few weeks here, Loretta Lens, and you're going to see riders choosing to wear Kinetic mesh because it's so hot. So we have to make sure that we do a lot of things and cover a lot of bases. It has to, we have to keep the cost down to appeal to customers. We also have to make sure that it performs really well and that our premier athlete, you know, Andrew Short won the Seattle Supercross in 2012 in Kinetic, right? So it has to be able to accomplish a lot of things and, and appeal to a lot of different people and price points. So it's, it's not an easy ask, um, but it, it's one that we've been very, very successful with. And it's one that if, if you're going to go into talk to a customer or a dealer and they're going to say, okay, you know, show me something where price point for price point, you're just dominating. Kinetic's an easy one for me because I know what is available in that price point and, and what we call the mid-level price point. Right. Kinetic dominates. And for 2021, we wanted to take the next step of that. And not only did we want to continue on the, the gap that we had in performance, we wanted to really leave no doubt. And so what we've done is instead of one closure system, you know, most pants in that price point will have one Velcro strap on the side. That's kind of the norm. For 2021, we added a second Velcro strap. And not only that, that Velcro strap connects through the back, like a true belt system. So you're almost getting that BOA type performance where it's connected through the back in a Velcro system. So you tighten it around all the way through like a, like a belt loop would do. Yeah. Uh, but you're able to get that into a, a mid-level price point. So that was a, a really big step forward in the kinetic line. Um, we also changed our stretch panel, which made the pant much wider. And if you think about pants over the years, they always have this like thick ribbed stretch panel material. Yep. What, that just adds a lot of weight. And that's, it's, that means that technology had been around for a decade. So we wanted to modernize that. So we use actually the same stretch panel material that we use in the Evo and the light. We've okay. now incorporated into the Kinetic. So that okay. was a, a pretty big step forward for Kinetic. And then the last final change was what we trued up the knee a little bit. And what you had spoken about in the Evo where the, the knee was very large and, and really was built around kind of very large knee braces. Mm-hmm. That was, that was true for Kinetic, but almost to an extreme, and it, it really was just overkill. So we wanted to just make that more of a correction. And, and I don't want to say we did went you know, to the extreme like a white pant, but we just felt like we made a little bit of a correction to it where it still will fit all the knee braces out on the market, 
but it doesn't have all this excess baggy material that you would have seen in, you know, every pant 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. And I have a lot of the kinetic gear and I'm, I'm definitely got to, I've got to get some mesh, man. It's so hot here in Texas and I've never bought mesh. So that's, that's coming up. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to say the, uh, the stone berry and the K221 of everything coming out this year, that's my favorite colorway. I don't. That's your favorite one. Yeah. That's it. I don't. And that again, not typically I'm, Red, black, blue, black, gray, black. You know, I like those darker colors. You know, I'm, I'm dark side. I like the bad guys. Um, but, yeah, that Stoneberry, man, I don't know. That that one's the one I was like, all right, that's the first That's the first order right there. So Yeah, and that's, that's, that speaks to the the ways we can kind of take some chances with Kinetic, right? right? To do a Stone and Berry, if you only had four colors total in the line, you could never do. Sure. It's just a little bit too risky. It's a little bit too on the fringe. Uh, but I think it's going to be a home run. I really think it's going to work out. But if you're developing a line and you know the numbers, volume-wise, you need to hit, that's a scary proposition is to start taking chances. Uh, but all these yeah. different, you know, we have so many options to choose from, it gives us the opportunity to do so. Right. And we were talking about the knees and the pants a little bit ago and the light hydro- or the light being the, the most athletic fit. Those also fit knee braces. I, I'm sure you know that. I, I wore knee braces with light gear this weekend. Uh, so you can still get them in there. They're, they're snug, but I, I actually kind of like that personally. Yeah, it's it's got to fit everybody. That's yep. the whole thing, right? We just felt like we had a little room to to correct it a little bit and still be able to uh, to make everybody happy in that. Angle. If you were somebody like me who had smaller legs and didn't need all that room, now you're going to be a little happier. And if you were sure needing more room, you still have plenty to uh, to make it work. Oh, and, and one more point on the kinetic. Uh, it has an internal pocket in the waistband. Is that new, or has that been there? And I just hadn't noticed it. No, that's been there forever. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> okay. we've had that for a long time to put, you know, cash or an ID, or uh, yeah. it'll fit the, the newer iPhones. If you have some of them, will some of them won't. But that was really what it was built for back in the day was to to have a little storage for uh, the kinetic pants. I've discovered something new. I did not know that. I'm going to go out in my trailer in a little bit and look at that. That's cool. Um, all right, so the women's light gear last year, another groundbreaking thing for fly racing and really light women's gear in general, um, more women-specific, adjustable waist belts, uh, you know, not a limited colorway for the same reason I'm sure as a lot of the other things is you're not going to sell as high volume. But I think from what I've heard from some of the female riders that I've talked to, and we gave some of this away in the last year or so, uh, they love it. Yeah, it's, it's- been really cool and a, and a fun project for us because in the end we're the only brand that's really taking women's racing seriously um if, if you really look at the, the landscape every other women's item out there is is entry level and they're not getting any stretch materials they're not getting any real thought put into their product so we wanted to kind of be the innovators in that angle and if you are a serious women's writer or even if you just appreciate performance products uh, there's really only one choice in the marketplace, and uh, we're we're proud to be that brand. Yeah, that's that's great because I, I I've said for a long time like I miss the women's WMX at the nationals. Uh, there's a, there's so many women that are out there that are just ripping right now, and uh, to have them have an option like this is really cool. And I, it seems like from what I've heard that you know it's really getting good reviews. So good for you guys on that. All right, so uh, to wrap a few things up, a few more things in the catalog, I want to talk about the F-16 riding gear line. Um, when I looked at this, and you see that even in the, the catalog itself, there's pictures of a family riding, basically. This is, to me, what, like you talked about earlier, 
you're just going out to the the in the desert with your family or in the woods with your family on a weekend like this is something that Jason Wygat would be pr- perfect for him and his family uh it's lo- you know what a low cost point just not race p- specific but still a good line of gear yeah it's it's one of those ones where we really depend on it as a brand because it it does sell really well and there's no getting around that mm-hmm. but it's also one where we want to make sure we convey the proper message that it's not built for racing you know it's built for recreational riding if you're going if you're a weekend warrior or you're going riding in the trails just for fun or you just bought a new bike and you're trying to get into the sport perfect for you it's but it's not for you know blake baggett to go try to win right you know washugal and that's that's not what it's built for and we are we're very transparent about that um so it presents some challenges for us we have to make it look great because we want customers to buy it but we also don't want to send the wrong message and try to uh, have a really competitive rider, a really skilled rider, thinking that it's a premium level item. Sure. That's really not who we're steering it towards. So um, we're, we're proud of it. We, we love the F-16 line, but at the same time, we, we're trying to be mindful of who, uh, who buys it, who wears it, and for what purpose. Yeah, and that, that line also goes up to size 42. Uh, there's a women's line of F-16, so if you're looking for some great, just, you know, non-competitive gear to go ride with your family, I think the F-16 line would be perfect. Uh, there's so many more things in this catalog. Uh, gloves, if yeah, any... any one, one thing, yeah, go ahead. Well, one thing I wanted to, to note on the F-16, um, so if you are a plus-size rider and you're looking for something, because everything in plus-sizes is black. That's just the industry rule. If you go anything above, like, a size 40, it's pretty much only in a black. We actually offer up to a size 48 in both the blue and in the black. So oh, sweet. You're not, you're not pigeonholed into that black colorway if you are a plus-size rider. And that's something we've been asked for years to do. And it's a challenge because we have minimums that we have to hit to order. But we really felt like we were kind of excluding, and that the whole industry was excluding plus-size riders. So we, we stepped out and we took a chance and actually offered that blue color uh, all the way up to size 48. Nice. I missed that in my notes. So, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, also, as far as gloves go, there are, I don't even know, Evo DST line, there's the Pro Light, the Light, Women's Light, Kinetic, the Media. Any glove style you want, Fly Racing offers. I'm partial to the Light um, any, any notes you want to mention on the gloves? Really the, the best thing to do is just either go to your local dealer or go on flyracing.com and mm-hmm. look through the gloves and look at the differences in each because there's really something for everyone. And, and how we've done it is every glove is a little different. It has a unique aspect to it. So if you like single palm, there are several glove options that have that, like the white glove, the pro white, uh, the media glove. Uh, the windproof. If you like palm padding, you can go to Evo or Kinetic or um, Patrol XC, right? So if you want uh, Velcro closure, you can go to Evo, you can go to Pro Light, you can go to Kinetic, you can go to F16. So each glove has its own characteristics and traits. Don't so much kind of lump it into a specific um, name because they're all a little bit different. They're all accomplishing a little bit uh different goals right it's sure. more of what you want out of a glove you want knuckle protection do you want a velcro closure do you want palm padding do you want single palm do you want carino so you it's really your best served by going through and just saying okay write down what i want out of a glove what features do i want 
and then go through and you can really kind of customize it because we offer an Evo glove, a white glove, a kinetic glove, an F-16 glove, a media glove, a patrol glove, a patrol XC glove, a windproof glove. Uh, and I'm probably, and that's not even counting the women's stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there, there's something for everyone and that's how we steered it. There's really way too many options, but we didn't want to exclude any specific purpose. Yeah, and don't forget to use that size chart in the back of the catalog to fit perfectly. Uh, okay, a couple more things. Off-road guys, you have the Patrol Off-Road Series uh, line of gear that you have over the boot and inside the boot lines. And those the over the boot in black, like you said, goes up to 48. So there's stuff there for the 48 or for the off-road guys. Um, do you want to touch on any of that, or you want to move on to the FR5 boot? Cause it's no, I'd just say Patrol has come a long way. So if you ever tried Patrol in the past, you should really give this this new stuff a, a try because we changed it all for 2020. So 2021 is a carryover, but it got completely rebuilt. Every aspect of it, new material, new cut, new fit, uh, new graphics, new colors, new everything. Right. Okay. So it's, there's literally nothing in common with the old style patrol. And we really wanted to modernize it and kind of innovate because I really felt like the old patrol was very industrial feeling from the material to the cut, to the performance. Now it truly is performance gear. And for those off-road riders, which there are more of them out there than ever before, um, I think unless you go back and retry it, you may have a misconception of what patrol is all about. All right. Um, last major item I want to talk about is the FR5 boot, which also came out last year. Uh, I have a set. It's in four color waves. It's a 249.95 price point uh, entry level or mid-level boot, I guess. Um, I think this thing's fantastic. You know, it is. It's not again just like the. The helmets, it's not going to be your elite boot. It's not going to be, if you're going to go ride Supercross, it's probably not the boot you want to choose, but it's a fantastic boot. It fits well. Uh, I like the thing. I like the way it looks. Uh, anything new for 2021? Yeah, so two things. We uh, we added two new colorways. Yep. Um, so we have the um, red, black, white, and then we have the gray, blue. So that should be a little bit more on trend for, you know, what people are looking for out of boots because we had the orange and high vis before, but I just felt like they were a few years off really what, you know, the customer preference these days. Um, so that should, you know, in, inject some life into the line. And then uh, we did make a price decrease. So um, the colors and the solids are all now two forty nine ninety five. So when you look at what you're getting for the money comparatively uh, and you take that FR5 and you put it up against, the same products in its price category, it's really a no-brainer. And our biggest challenge is get just getting people to learn about it and then try it on and wear it. If you get to that stage, it absolutely destroys everything near it in price. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just an ongoing process, and that's going to take time. Um, keep in mind, this is a booth that Chris Bloat won the Australian Supercross Championship in. So oh, okay. The performance level is not really in question. It's just more of an exposure thing and, and getting customers to uh, to give it a chance and then winning them over. Yeah, I tell the listeners that if you hear about a fly ride day coming to a local area near you, go to that thing, go out, meet Damon Bradshaw once he heals up. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's at the one at Cycle Ranch when I, I uh, had my incident. I Bob Lowry let me demo a pair of the FR5s. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a good booth. This thing feels good. I like it. And I was in at that point. Um, so, yeah, go try to find those if you can. Um, so, just I'm going to quickly run through. If you guys have no idea everything that Fly offers when this when this catalog comes out, you just got to go spend an hour looking through it. Because be between the Maverick boot, which is, a, you know, a, a lower price point boot, chest pros, on and off-road, luggage, OGO, uh, 
9800 and fly logos, layover bags, backpacks, gear bags, underlayers, all ca- casual wear. Oh my God, the casual wear you guys have is unreal. I, um, canopies, jackets, hydro packs, tool packs, mountain bike uh, specific, or you know, jerseys. You have Connor Fields, our BMX gold medalist and world champion, wearing your stuff. Anything you could possibly want, just about as far as moto related, Fly has it, and you may not know it. Thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah, and then hard part. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. The brand it's scary when you look at our Q count, which is industry lingo a little bit, but um, <laughs> it's a really wide brand, and we are very blessed that our our owner allows us to offer so many products that we do. But we we really want to be a one stop shop for anything that you need motocross wise you know okay there are some things that we're, we're never going to get into but if it's apparel if it's hard parts if it's helmets boots anything that that you need to go riding we probably offer it and if we don't we're probably working on it <laughs> nice. um, so yeah I, w- I would ask you go to flyracing.com and at least look around a little bit yep. and uh and see if we actually have it yeah the most things uh you guys have that you could think of you know I, like we just gave away the the fully adjustable clutch perch on our show and the Moto X pod show. And, uh, that listener got that part yesterday and he was beyond excited. So yeah, so much to look at fly, flyracing.com. Uh, and also the, the formula formula.flyracing.com for any info on that you want to check out, uh, JT, anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Nope. So check it all out, uh, July 31st and we will be shipping stuff uh, to dealers right away. You'll be able to find it, um, whether it's, your local dealer or your favorite online e-tailer, we should uh, we should be ready to roll right around August first. So we're excited. It's a really long process. It goes back, you know, eighteen months on our end, and uh, yeah, it's almost Christmas morning for us. Well, I'm I'm ready for Christmas morning to hit because I will uh, I'll be placing my order. But I uh, I appreciate you coming on and giving me the opportunity to do this, JT. Thank you. All right, guys. Take All care, right. man. See ya. All right. See ya.